Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the spirit of Christmas alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. Hey, gang. What's up? You know, it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks. We've been with uh, we've been traveling, and uh, it's nice to see you guys again. It really is. It is. I never realized how much my weeks lacked without our conversations. I think I'm going to try to try to submit a, a reimbursement for therapy for our time together, guys, because uh, <laughs> I think I get more out of this than I ever have going to a counselor. <laughs> it has been a long two weeks. Julia, you want, a bit long. you want to tell the listeners where you've been? Yeah, so for those of you that follow us on Instagram, tis the podcast, you, this will not be a surprise to you. Um, but for those of you that don't, one, please follow us on, on Instagram. We're, we have lots of fun on there. And two, I've been at Disney World for the last two weeks, and I'm exhausted and tanner and just very happy because we're a big Disney family. We love it so much. And going to every Christmas shop in every Disney park, including Disney Springs. For those of you who aren't familiar, it's like the free Disney entry shopping place. Um, was like the best because Disney knows how to do Christmas. That's for There's sure. a free Disney shopping place? Yeah, Disney Springs. They have lots of just regular shopping and then they have Disney shopping. Disney Springs is nice. Great restaurants. I learned something today. Yeah. Tom, where have you been? Christine and I took our daughter to our favorite vacation spot, which is Santa Fe, New Mexico. Unbelievably relaxing. We stayed in an amazing hotel. We also got some time to go to two Christmas stores in the plaza. Mm, I love it. That's awesome. Anthony, what did you do that was Christmassy in the last two weeks? Well, I have not been away, though I am going to Canada (laughs) in the next week and a half. But... I did do something Christmas-related, as those who follow our subreddit know and saw. I got a Christmas tattoo on my inner right forearm. An awesome one. It did come out pretty nice. It's the (laughs) Manhattan skyline at Christmas with the Empire State Building lit up red and green and Santa's sleigh flying over it. And I love it. And it's making me think I want a whole Christmas sleeve now. So we'll see. I think think that needs to happen. I believe you. I believe in you, Anthony. You should do it. <laughs> so check out our subreddit if you want to see it. Although I probably should post it on Instagram and Facebook at some point too. Uh, yeah, that should happen now. <laughs> All right. So we've had a few exciting weeks, and we are but we are back tonight to discuss the 2004 Robert Zemeckis adaptation of the book 
the Polar Express. Um, Polar Express, the book was written by Chris Van Allsburg. It's a classic most of us had from our childhood. Uh, it was, as I said, directed by Robert Zemeckis, who I feel like doesn't need an introduction, but if you're unfamiliar with him, his career goes all the way back to the Back to the Futures. He did Contact, Forrest Gump, Steve... Uh, and he goes back to last week's episode when he directed A Christmas Carol. That is correct. We're, uh, that is two weeks in a row of him, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. It's very almost nice. like somebody planned that on purpose on scheduling. It is almost <laughs> like that. He's very clever. <laughs> What's your favorite Robert, Zeme- Robert Zemeckis film, guys? Oh, Back to the Future is always going to hold a special place in my heart. The first one for me. I know a lot of people yeah. like two, but I prefer the first one. Oh, I hate two. I despise two. Really? I love one. Oh, I hate two. I don't mind two. I mean, I hate three, which is a stereotypical thing to say. But I, I don't... love three. Really? Three is so good. <laughs> I hate two. <laughs> two is just easy. Sorry. For me, Robert Zemeckis will always be the, uh, the man behind uh, Tales from the Crypt. Wasn't he involved in that? Check it out. Make sure. As creepy and twisted as um, last week's movie was. I could see that being a real possibility. Yes, he was, but he was executive. He was the executive producer, like the old on HBO Tales mm-hmm. from the Crypt from like he, man, the late the early nineties. Did he do Who Framed yeah. Roger Rabbit? Did we say that last week? Yes, we did. I like we talked that movie. about Bob Hoskins. Yes, we did. that's right. I've never seen that movie all the way through. I think it's funny. Of- none of us are picking Forrest Gump. Probably his most notable piece of work. I like Forrest Gump. But I find it overrated. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. He also did Castaway, right? So this is the third movie he's done with Tom Hanks. And by mm. far the creepiest. <laughs> Creep, creepier than Tales from the Crypt? <laughs> it's close. It, last week's movie. It's close. <laughs> well, Tom Hanks wasn't in last week's movie. Oh, you said Tom Hanks. I was sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, with Tom Hanks. That's right. Okay. That's gotcha. very true. Yep, I agree. Uh, he wrote, he, the uh, other screenwriter with this is William Broyles Jr., who, just so you know, Julia, is from Harris County, Texas, same place we're from, oh. uh, and also was on, uh, it's on the credits for writing Castaway, um, has other credits like Apollo 13 and Planet of the Apes. So, Polar Express, for those of you who did not grow up with the book or who have not seen the movie, I'll do a quick plot synopsis. If you did not grow up with the book, I find it hard to believe you're listening to a Christmas podcast, but anyway. <laughs> well, what year was the book written? Well, if you haven't read the book, let me amend that. Okay. If you haven't read the book, I find it hard to believe you're listening to a weekly Christmas podcast. Accurate. The book was written in 1985, and Charles Van Allsburg was the author and illustrator, which is kind of cool because the yeah. art's so iconic. Um, yes. So back to the plot synopsis. A young boy is beginning to, ex- to doubt Santa Claus. In the middle of the night, he hears a loud noise of a train right outside of his bedroom. He goes outside. The conductor explains that this train is called the Polar Express and it's headed for the North Pole. The boy gets on board, which is filled with other children in their pajamas. As the train goes along, the boy finds several misadventures before arriving at the North Pole where he sees Santa. Will this, was this a dream or is this real? Will the boy continue to believe or was this all in his head? I just love the book, guys. The book is so much better. I love the book. The book is amazing. Yeah, the most amazing writers slash illustrators ever when it comes to stories like this. You almost can't go wrong with any of his books. Did he do... This one's my favorite. He didn't do Jumanji, did he? 
He did. He, he did. Okay. I, yeah. Because I was about to say the illustrations and everything were very similar. And the writing with style was very yeah. similar. Yeah. And then Flight of the Zephyr. Did you ever read that one? Mm-hmm. So good. And then Zathura was even good, even though not my favorite. Oh, man. Also a good movie. I've not seen that movie start to finish either. Is it Weird. really good? It's got Dax in it, doesn't it? It does. I liked it. Yeah. Um, he is also the winner of the Hans Christian Andersen Award, which is the uh, creme de la creme for children's book creators. Um, be. So I feel like we're starting to step into this anyway. Let's go ahead and discuss our histories with this film and book. Anthony. Um, <clears throat> so the book, I grew, I grew up with the book. Um, I, rem- I have memories of my mother taking it out of the library to read to us when we were really young and small. And I love the book. I mean the ending of that book, the message at the end is just truly beautiful. And it's still one of the best blindest moments in f- Christmas book or film or TV history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really excited when this movie was going to come out and I saw it IMAX 3d because of course they advertised it. Like you have to see this on the big IMAX 3d screen, which, you know, it looked nice. The scenery looked nice. Um, I did not like the film when it came out, and I still don't. Yeah, the last thing I'll say about that before we really dive into it is I think I fall somewhere between how Julia feels about A Christmas Carol and the live-action Grinch. I don't hate it as much as live-action Grinch. Like, there's a lot of... But in the sense that the parts where it's stuck to the book most closely were the best, and then it felt very dragged out for me. Mm-hmm. and unnecessary but we'll get into that hey julia how about you yeah so if this book i didn't realize this book was written in 85 so i remember the very first time i heard it was in elementary school so i imagine i was six or something the teacher reading it in the library or the librarian reading it in the library and i remember like gasping at the end of the book when the bell stuff happens and like being shocked <laughs> right by the story and then it from then on it's just i fell immediately in love with the story and we own a copy and we read it all i mean you know it's just it's i love the story um i also love the movie i didn't see the movie in theaters my kids did with grandma grandma came home saying you will not believe how realistic this animation is i mean it's like nothing i've ever seen in my life and when i saw it they, they freaked me out <laughs> but <laughs> I enjoyed the story. Um, I definitely separate it from the book because the book is always way better and it is in this instance too. But I have a lot of nostalgia tied up in this because I saw it when it came out on video. So it was around Christmas season and just everything that's tied up in that. So I do like this movie. What about you, Tom? Um, well, I saw this, the book I grew up with. Um, I remember it being having it read to us in elementary school and thought it was great. Um, <clears throat> It was just always, I mean, the, the imagery, the, the pictures, the artwork was much, always captivated my imagination. And I remember that far more than I did any of the words. Uh, then when I saw the film, my wife and I went and saw it in IMAX 3D. Watching it in 2D today reminded me why I'm not a big fan of 3D movies. Um, <laughs> but I, I felt some pretty good Christmas feels during this movie. Um, there was a sense of wonder and magic that I really liked. Um, mm. 
that I did like the first time I saw it in the theaters. So I, I, I find it fascinating. You guys loved how they expanded this story when one of your main criticisms of the Grinch and like to a certain ex- no, 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 to a, no. to a certain extent, a Christmas Carol too was just kind of expanding upon. I did like not like the expanse. I like, oh, okay. yeah. I like where yeah, it's stuck to the book. Either. Oh, okay. Okay. I, exactly. I'm exactly with you on that too. Okay. No, no. Yeah. I have the same problem I do with this as I did live action Grinch and a Christmas Carol. The same problem. Okay. I think yeah. there are ways to it. I think there are ways to do it and we'll get into it a little bit more later, but I think some of the, some of the choices that the writers and, and director made um, for the way the story was going to go didn't make sense. Didn't add to the story and um, just felt forced and put in there for time. Yeah. I 100% agree. I feel like this... And for big, the 3D element. And for I the, feel absolutely. it did look beautiful in IMAX, so the train and the landscape shots. But I'd no, love I, to see it in IMAX, but do I, you have to see it in IMAX and 3D? I, to, I, totally, I, I totally agree with you. It's the same problem we brought up with the Christmas Carol, right? You can tell yeah. when certain scenes are supposed to be 3D. Um, I just feel like the book itself, if they had adapted the book into a really tight, like 22, 25 minute television special with commercials, like it would have been perfect because I had a problem. My problems with this film all lay in the extraneous story. I don't hate all of it, but most of it doesn't work for me. And the animation. (laughs) So I would say where this one works for me and Christmas Carol didn't, is in the colors and the scenery specifically. Um, I don't know if we're going to talk about that specifically or not, but like this one is warm all the way through, which I need in a Christmas movie. And so this satisfies that for me. Um, Even the creepy elves, the red of the creepy elves are warm and fuzzy. And so I really appreciated that. But yeah, the, the people in it are a step better for me than the ones in Christmas Carol because like it's only their eyes and their mouths that really freak me out. <laughs> it's not like their whole person. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's still super creepy, but it doesn't unsettle me as much as some of the other ones do. All right. So let's go real quick through the cast. And I do mean really quick, quickly. Um, the hero boy, the father, the conductor, the hobo, Scrooge, and Santa Claus were all played by Tom Hanks. They all look like Tom Hanks. Did you <laughs> notice puppet Scrooge Tom looked like Scrooge from A Christmas Carol, though? He did. When they, when they go to that creepy room and all those puppets are hanging down. Yep. That makes more sense now. How funny. <laughs> um, the really obnoxious kid, um, oh. the know-it-all. That's on the sh- that's on the train when we first get there. It's played mm. by Eddie Deason. Eddie Deason was a childhood actor in movies like War Games back in the eighties. I loved War Games and the Nerds movies, right? And Nerds and Greece. Oh gosh, Greece! Oh yeah, he was in Greece, wasn't he? He was. Well, I shouldn't say childhood actor. He wasn't a child at that time, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, he was just really, really obnoxious in this film. And he I think he's obnoxious in every film he's been if, in. Dies. <laughs> um, his the the boy's sister and mother were both paid by Leslie Zemeckis, which is kind of fun. Keeping it in the family. Um, so she's also done uh, other movies of Robert Zemeckis. So she was in Beowulf. She was in Christmas Carol. Um, I guess it's a lot cheaper to 
hire your wife than at other voice talent. Um, <laughs> and really, as far as people we actually know, Michael Jeter is pretty well known. He and he's this is his second appearance because he was in Mrs. Santa Claus. He, he was, was the elf in the Mrs. Santa in Mrs. Santa Claus with Angela Lansbury, who kind of kept Santa distracted when Mrs. Claus was lost in. Yeah, he's not listed on the IMDb. He was smoke. He was smoky and steamer. Is that the redhead and this and the chubby guy on the train? Yes. Okay. You're you also missing another important cast you know, member. Do you know what I know him for? Um, more than anything in the entire world, Michael G. Uh, Jurassic Park Three. No, he is Mr. Noodle from Elmo's World. Oh, he is. Noodle. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's well, he was. He sadly passed. This was his last film role. Oh my gosh! Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know he'd passed away. Yeah. And who else, Julia? Uh, Steven Tyler. <sighs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he is an elf at the North Pole. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and he looks exactly like Steven Tyler would look if he was an elf. That's another, oh, that just took a point off from me. <laughs> <laughs> this, this movie's getting pinged for having Steven Tyler. Can I say something? <laughs> go back to the animation real quick. Yeah, let's talk yeah. animation. Disco 54 actually kind of summed up how I feel about this animation. So Disco 54 has a lot more warm thoughts about this film than I do. <laughs> but he says he wants to love it more than I do because of the animation and the faces. He said it's just that bit off, just enough so that it looks like they've come out of their pods and they're learning how to use their faces. It's just creepy enough that if one of the kids started to malfunction or just broke down and tried to murder the rest of them, I wouldn't be surprised. I want to believe, I want to love it, but remake it without body snatchers. (laughs) I can agree. I completely agree with that. I really can. I mean... They moved just awkwardly enough. So, I, and I, I feel like I'm going to talk, I'm going to jump ahead, way ahead in the story here. When we go back to, or when we're at the North Pole and we see Santa, I could not help but re- be reminded of Tim Allen. But Tim Allen is the plastic Santa. Me too. <laughs> it looked so <laughs> fake. It was, I couldn't, buy, I just couldn't buy it. And the rich irony there is, you know, Santa's supposed to be real. That's what's supposed to make this kid believe. <laughs> this kid's supposed to believe in him at this moment, and he looked awfully fake. <laughs> very, very fake. Um, I will say, though, even though I didn't care for the human beings in this film, I thought the shots of the train on the mountaintops and the overhead shots of the North Pole were really great. Just like in A Christmas Carol, I prefer the mm-hmm. scenic shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like totally. Even the uh, even at the beginning when they're it's not even the overhead shot when they're leaving and they see that department store and the Santa outside. You remember that? That's how like at the very beginning, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, even at that point, I'm like, wow, this this uh, animation does have some. I thought it had some potential for yeah. for cool that just kind of dropped off by trying too hard. Also, this is one of the only movies I don't think I find Tom Hanks lovable in. <laughs> His conductor character is a bit of a jerk. Not only a bit of a jerk, like but woefully, woefully negligent. The guy should be a re- like, okay, so this creepy conductor guy comes and kidnaps a bunch of children and then takes them to the front of the, the train on the steepest incline uh, track anywhere in the world. That's negligence right there. I, agree. I liked his conductor more than I liked his Santa. Hashtag not my Santa. 
Hashtag not my Santa. Hashtag not my Tom Hanks in general. This movie. Yeah, I have, I don't know. I didn't mind the conductor. I didn't like the hobo Tom Hanks. The dad was just really kind of neither here nor there. But the conductor, I kind of liked that they gave him a hard edge where he's kind of one of those people that you can tell really probably doesn't like kids a whole lot. So why is he doing this job? But he still has that wisdom to kind of impart in a gruff way where you can kind of see like a soft underbelly. I didn't mind the conductor. I didn't like the Santa. I feel like out of all the people on the train, I liked the hobo the best, actually. So, wait. Really? Another thing I didn't like about the conductor, another point of contention I have with him, just randomly put a girl in the seat to run a train? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And this is where the expansion of the storyline is just to fill time. It, yep. Yeah, it really is. I really think this could have been something special if they had like done a half an hour special for TV. Yeah, yeah. I think they. I think they've done. They've done half an hour special, and we didn't spend like five minutes following a wispy train ticket. Oh, a ticket. Yeah, um, which was just the feather from Forrest Gump all over again. Well, it was. It was again like moments in a Christmas Carol, just to show off the animation. Right. Yeah. So how did you feel about the kid characters? Aside from the obnoxious boy, like the three main kid characters, right? You have... Hero boy, hero girl. I don't think they have names. The main one is hero boy? That's how it's listed on Wikipedia. Yeah, that's what his name is. That's who that is. Tom Hanks did his voice too. Tom Hanks did the little boy. Oh, Lord, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But Josh Hutcherson did the motion capture. PETA from The Hunger Games. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that either. Um, so hero boy is our main character. And then we have the hero girl and then we have the lonely boy, Billy. Why does lonely boy get a name, but none of the other ones do. (laughs) It's kind of bizarre, isn't it? Um, I think it's probably so anybody could see themselves in the hero boy and believing in Santa coming to that, you know, anyone can insert themselves in the role. Yeah. Good point. I could see that. Well, how did you like that? Because that was all additional for the most part. I mean, in the book, you're, doesn't the reader play the perspective of the kid? Yes. Trying to think mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you are the kid in the book, yeah. Okay. So since we had to flesh these characters out for a movie and we couldn't rely on that, what did y'all think of the three main characters? I liked Billy. I found Hero Boy kind of obnoxious, though. Yeah, I found him obnoxious, too. I liked Hero Girl. Yeah, I liked um, her. Yeah, yeah but her and really Billy sweet. together, I quite liked them. And, and I liked the song it. on the back of the train. Mm, I didn't. You don't like that song? Mm-mm. I liked it. It but gives me like, the feels. I feel like Billy caught the essence of what Hero Boy was supposed to have in this movie, right? This The, the book always felt more like he was questioning, not doubting. You, you know, that subtle nuance difference yes. there. Um, he just seemed a lot more negative in this than in the books. Yeah, absolutely. They did. I can't believe you don't like that song. Uh, I like the score. I didn't like any of the music. I really, we'll, we'll talk about the songs and music in a few, but yeah, I really didn't like it. The score was good. I would agree with that. Yeah, it was a good score. I mean, it always gets me when I watch the movie how Billy sitting in the back of the train says, Christmas doesn't, just doesn't work out for me. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. My poor little kid. And then he got uh, his present. He did. He was so excited too. He, should have, he deserved it. Good Billy. I will say for me, the film does land the most important moment of the film with the bell. Like yeah. they adapted perfectly. 100%. It 
Yep. Gives me all the feels that the books gave me. Yep. And yeah, if nothing else, it stuck the landing. Great. It did. It did. What did you think of the North Pole in general? It looked really nice. I liked the buildings. I liked yep. the tree. It was magical. Yeah. Um, the elves ruined it for me. Yeah, me? they're terrible elves. They were like as bad as the Oompa Loompas in The Wizard of Oz. Oh man, I think the elves are creepier. They are. They're they're off. They're just terrible. They really not, are. And they're not the, even like their voices aren't even pleasant, and they're not even nice. Nope. I'm not a they're fan like, of red suited elves. <laughs> I don't mind the red. <laughs> uh, they are. They're supposed to be green, right? The green. Like, yes. Yes. Is there a supposed to be for elf elf outfit? Well, elf outfits. Elf well, culture. Is that a bit I, of elf culture I'm missing. I think we just. I think if not, we just announced it. <laughs> We're the authorities on Christmas movies, right? So what we say goes. Y- that does make sense if Santa wears red for the elves to wear green. Exactly. I mean, they're like the, they very- would be the equivalent of the red shirts on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> let's look at the let's look at the quintessential bu- uh, elf buddy. I know it's true. The red didn't bother me though in this one. I was just glad it was warm. Um, I like the reindeers. The reindeer. reindeer quite a lot i love the beautifully animated just in function the bells were beautiful the way they reverently processed out with them was almost like a religious experience for them was cool Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah and i love the creepy little elves like going crazy (laughs) when santa comes out i loved that too that was neat if they weren't so it would have been better if one of them had yelled, yeah. I know him, I know him. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I hated about the North Pole? I hated the sequence in the sorting facility where they get dumped yeah. in Santa's bed. Like, so extraneous. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. totally for 3D and to fill time, right? It went on way yeah. too, it felt like it went on way too long. The whole part where the train car comes unhitched yeah all the way to there where where they are rejoined should have just completely been cut out yeah that part too absolutely on the ice wait when it came unhitched what i didn't i mean the ice as well although on the ice we got the cool elk pictures caribou not the the caribou there were amazingly beautiful and i loved their communicating with uh yeah oh (laughs) with with was that steamer yeah, but no, just the part where they get to the North Pole. Oh, and right, right. Three kids are on that last train car. What? You, let's talk favorite scenes. For me, hands down, it's the bell stuff at the end. One hundred percent. Like the North Pole end or the end, end, end. I the end, end, end for me. Okay. But I I liked the North Pole stuff too, like yeah. with the bell. But the end, end, end when he opens it and you get the. Uh, narration about his parents not believing anymore i loved it that was from the book right yeah yes yep I, I, the bell that, still tolls for me or bell still rings for me what is it yeah yeah and i love that part about his sis, even his sister lost it after time i felt sad yeah yeah kind of seems like why did you get this experience and not your sister <laughs> survivor guilt he should have had some survivor guilt in here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so put a put a pin on that real quick, and when we're doing our special episode, remind me to tell you my sister's story about when she, well, oh. a certain Christmas, yeah. Um, you should get her to record it. Oh, you should. I'll see if I can. 
You don't look too hopeful. Uh, I'm not too hopeful. <laughs> um, so I didn't like the music, but it was really fun watching the hot chocolate scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just seeing yeah, the dancing where they focused on not the faces of, of the dancers and things. <laughs> it looked good, right? It looked a lot better. Yeah. Um, the faces are what kill it for me. Yeah. Uh, it was just cool to watch them and, and, and watch the way the, the hot chocolate poured into the cups for the kids and the kids' mm-hmm. reaction. It felt like I would expect an experience like that, to, excuse me, to feel. I, I love how this movie kind of spawned to uh, the Polar Express rides all across the country mm-hmm. around the Christmas time. And they mm-hmm. always have the conductor who looks like a Tom Hanks wannabe. And they always <laughs> the have mo- hot chocolate. Always have hot chocolate. And Santa always comes on to give a bell to a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. At yeah. least the ones over here. Yeah. Oh, man. I think they do that, the ones here, too. We've never done it, but lots of friends who have done it. We haven't either. We're talking about doing it this year. Julia, what, what scenes did you like particular? What scenes did you? It's that one at the end is my favorite. Although if I have to pick a secondary favorite, I like it where the, tr- when the train shows up initially, yep. so you get the nice and it's very bookish too. It's pretty reminiscent of the cover of the book when the train pulls up and the, the snow clears and the snow, the I fog, like the light shining. Yeah. Through. yeah. It's perfect. I love that yeah. scene too. I loved that. Ellie got really right. scared at that scene. Really? Ellie did? Mm-hmm. Oh. I can see it. It's a big black shiny. Train. I think all the I think all this the sound, how loud it was, you know. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. I can see it. I think there is supposed to be something a little frightening about it. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, something to make you a little bit wary about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean you're getting on some stranger train with nobody you know. Oh. Yeah, I don't feel like this is a good lesson for a kid. Song. I was about to say, clearly this kid never learned about stranger danger. <laughs> Little interesting fact for you, stranger danger actually created more problems because it gave a false sense of security with people they knew. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because yeah. what? what's the high statistic of stuff like that actually occurring with people you know? It's by and large. Tom, was that you channeling the know-it-all kid from this movie? I'm joking. <laughs> No, that was me being. Do you know what kind of train this is? <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, the first time we saw that kid, I just wanted to slap him. I love how we all immediately knew the actor. You heard that voice, and you're like, "I know who did that." <laughs> okay, so I know you guys loved the last scene. I thought it was great too. I did find something irksome in it, though. What's that, Mister C? Really? Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I had an epic eye roll at that. That was not necessary. <laughs> high roll yeah that was i could have done without that should we go into quotes let's jump on favorite quotes so i'm gonna start with one from the conductor because it's kind of reminiscent of my favorite quote from the santa claus and he says seeing is believing but sometimes the most real things in the world are things we can see um i liked it at the end it's not really a quote i guess it sort of is um when you know, he punches out the t- the words on the tickets for the kids. Mm-hmm. And Hero Boy says, starts to tell him that his says believe. And he says, uh, something along the lines of, it's not, I don't need to know it's not for me. Making it a very personal experience for him was kind of cool. So I like it when Santa says, this bell is a wonderful symbol of the spirit of Christmas, as am I. Just remember the true spirit of Christmas lies in your heart. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's with my quote. 
So it's iconic for this movie, and I can't hear it in anything but Tom Hanks's voice. But I do like where the conductor is standing on the side of the train. He goes, "Well, you coming?" And the boy goes, "Where?" And he goes, "Why to the North Pole? Of course, this is the Polar Express." <laughs> I love that quote. This is kind of one of those movies I always have on in the background. I don't know that I sit down and really watch it anymore, but I like right? the background play. So I think this is the first time I've seen it in full since I've seen it in theaters. I've always caught it in bits and pieces on like ABC Family, had it in the background, yeah. but yeah, me too. It's a good background movie. Um, going back to that last scene, um, it's kind of how I feel as an adult summed up in one line when I think about Christmas and, and looking at it. Um, Hero Boy says, at one, time, at one time, most of my friends could hear the bell, but as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe. Oh, I love it. Gives me goosebumps. I do too, that's, but that's how I feel about being, a, being a, a Christmas enthusiast, right? People think we're nuts. They don't get it. Oh, we yeah. Kids, all of our friends got it. We were all like counting down those days and so excited for Santa. And now they're like, oh, the Christmas season, shopping. And yeah. <laughs> I still feel like when Christmas comes around that the bell, the bell still rings for me. Absolutely. Me too. Um, that scene, that scene and that quote right there, even though it is straight from the book, really pushed me over the edge to say that I, I'd enjoyed watching this movie. That was the, that was the t- deal breaker right there. It was definitely my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I did. Another quote I had is another one from the conductor when he says, the thing about trains, it doesn't matter where they're going. What matters is deciding to get on, which I really like. So I don't think it's even a question, but absolutely, this movie absolutely passes the Linus test, as does yes. the book. Yes. Let's rank this puppy. I'm pulling up the rankings right now. Anthony, what do you give this film? 3.5. Oof. Ju- Julia. I give it an 8.1. I get a 5.25. Okay. I've got the numbers in, but I have no idea how to average them or anything. Okay, I can do on. that. Hold on. Okay, cool. That's a 5.61667. Are you serious? That Do is the see? same as Disney's what the- Carol. <laughs> I can't be right because that means we've had two weeks in a row with the same average and then two more weeks in a row with the same average. That's- I think we're just I think that's so funny. That's really funny. I th- I question that math honestly. Do you want not- to take out that old school calculator and do it real it's quick? It's a formula. I mean the formula's I don't right even there. Know how to- do that it's on the calculator. Yeah, it's That's there. Crazy. That's so funny. The past. That is so funny. <laughs> this is our fourth five after <laughs> in a row. After we said we have no five. And both Zemeckis movies are tied at the exact same average. That's, That's funny. That makes me laugh. That's just some magical. crazy BS right there, guys. That is some it crazy. Is, I agree. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. That's so we funny. ultimately came down to think the same thing about these two <laughs> crappy movies. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not bad. Speaking oh, of I'm crappy curious. movies. I'm curious here. Let's look. So Anthony, I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm pretty close to where I was last week, but you guys completely flipped. Yeah. Between yeah, those two films. Oh, yeah, that's, that's funny. Right. That's really. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Okay. I could just sit here and play with numbers all day. Can I seg into crappy movies? Seg into crappy movies. Speaking of crappy movies, did you guys see the trailer for the new Grinch? The new Grinch trailer? I did. I have not watched it yet. 
Oh my god. Should I watch it right now? So we can yes, get a live reaction. <laughs> well, yeah. Is it re- is it that bad? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, the first All one, right. the first one, I wasn't a fan of. This one is just. Mm. The the first one I was like, well, hopefully it turns out okay. This one just ruined it all. (laughs) Really? Okay, I'm going to watch it. All right. Oh, Lord, that's loud. Oh, I love the way Hoover looks. That's like the one perk I have. Well, the Hoos aren't very cute at all. Look at those greedy little gift monsters. Ready? Oh, hey, look, it's me. Um, Baby Grinch is like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he, he is, is adorable. adorable. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> oh. This is weird undies again. I hate that cover. Yeah, I hate it too. How do they make Benedict Cumberbatch's voice unattractive? So is the yak like a new side character? That that's supposed to be a reindeer. And oh. and yes, yeah. he kidnaps an actual reindeer instead of puts one in Max according to the synopsis. Instead of putting a heart on Max. Okay, so won't see it. Well, no, I'll probably still see it, but I that's don't a, think I'll like it. I was going to say that's a lie, Julia. You know we're but, all <laughs> <watch it. laughs> But so Whoville is beautiful. It is. Who feels beautiful, especially with the Christmas trees when you see yes. them all lit up. Mm-hmm. And, and Baby Grinch is Baby adorable. Grinch is I just want they're, to pinch his little cheeks. They're gonna, they're gonna sell some toys with him. Oh, they're gonna. Sell I'm some gonna toys. buy some toys with him. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what that that pop Funko is gonna look like? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's gonna be so cute. Yep. I don't know. It's not as terrible as I was expecting. The way y'all talked about it. I'm. I don't know. I just hated everything with the reindeer and the goat and. But you know, 
I'm probably separating it from the Grinch, honestly, right? Like I'm not expecting this to be, well, whether I should do it or not, I'm probably separating it. I still don't understand why cast Benedict Cumberbatch as a Grinch if you're not going to use his natural voice. Yeah. That's pointless. Should have used his natural voice. Agree. Hmm. Well, we have something to look forward to or maybe not in November. Indeed. I think Disco54 commented on this trailer on Reddit saying, I watched it and that's enough. <laughs> um. Charlene also commented about it on Twitter and said she was holding out hope for it. Mm. I think I'm with Charlene. <laughs> um, did you guys see the email we got about this movie that we reviewed tonight? No. no. From a new contributor who also has a Christmas tattoo and says she's going to share it with us on Reddit. It's on her back. Awesome. Oh, excellent. Yeah, she was pretty excited about Anthony's tattoo. Hold on, I'm going to pull up the comment. So we got an email on our website from Deb Spoon, who we're hearing from for the first time. She says, The Polar Express hits me in the feels more than any Christmas movie. It reminds me of my childhood and how I almost stopped believing. The movie inspired my tattoo dedicated to my love of Christmas, the bell with a ticket that that has believe written on it. It taught me that even as an adult, it's okay to believe. Why, when we grow older, should we stop believing in the magic? We can all use a little magic in our lives. With that, I say, may I never grow too old to search the skies on Christmas Eve and that I always hear the bell ring. I love that. And I I can't wait to see her tattoo. That sounds like an awesome tattoo. Yeah, it does sound awesome. And the correct answer is we should never get old enough to stop believing. We're going to be just like Anthony's grandma when we grow up. We'll be watching Hallmark Christmas movies all year long. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Hallmark Christmas movies all year long, they've posted the schedule. I know. July. Which you can find on our subreddit. And on our Facebook, right? Yes, I think so. Speaking of movies in general, I'm really excited for next week's movies, guys, because we're doing a Muppets fam- the Muppets Family Christmas, which holds a ton of nostalgia for me because it's so fun. And so festive. I've not seen it. I have not either. It it brings like all the Muppets together. The Muppets, the Sesame Street guys, Fraggle (gasps) Rock guys. Fraggle Rock too? Yeah. Oh, God. Where can we watch this? Any idea, Anthony? You can watch watch it on YouTube. The full movie's up there. If you watch on Amazon, for some reason, the home video rights don't have the right to use certain songs, so like it's not the full movie, but oh somebody goodness. has graciously uploaded it on YouTube years ago, the full film. So, and they know. left it up, huh? And they left it up. That's awesome. Thankfully. That is awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I have a lot of nostalgia tied up in that one, but I'm curious to see what you guys think. So... Everyone, just real quick, remind you, you've heard us talk throughout the, uh, throughout the episode about our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, also have a subreddit. You can find us. And we love to interact with people that way. Plus, we have a website. and You can email us like Deb did through the website. And we'll tell people, about your, tell people what your thoughts are about our – tell people – we'll share your thoughts with the world. Um, right now – we are asking you to share your story with us about that fateful and perhaps traumatizing Christmas 
where you learn the truth about some things. If you would, uh, email us a recording of yourself at stories at tisthepodcast.com. If you can't record it and would still like to submit, although we'd much rather hear your voice, you can type it out and email it to us as well. Just for submitting your story, you could win a copy of the Polar Express. Be sure to get us your story by June 30th, and we will include your story in our bonus episode next month for Christmas in July. Guys, we forgot to mention at the beginning of this episode, Happy Leon Day. This episode drops on Leon Day. Happy Leon Day! We are halfway to Christmas, officially. Oh, I love that. Oh, cool. So, also dropping and having a Leon special episode is Can't Wait for Christmas podcast with our friend Tim. So, once you finish listening to this, if you need some more Leon Day festivities, hop on over and listen to Can't Wait for Christmas. And if you love Tim, he is going to be guest hosting our podcast this September when we cover Mickey's Christmas Carol. He's a, quite a character. I'm, I'm excited to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, we still have our Patreon going and have some fun stuff coming up uh, there. I am working on a sticker for the fall. Um, Yay, no more stickers. So we'll have a new sticker going out for your laptops. Um, you can find us on patreon.com slash tis the podcast and for as little as a dollar a month you get extra content that the rest of the world does not so if you love what we're doing and you want to help support us uh, we promise we're not getting rich we're just trying to make enough to cover our expenses so guys we are only 184 days away from christmas which is only 26 weeks which means we are halfway there yeah! How exciting! And there, and there was. I mean, it's all downhill from here, guys. Which means, if you want to get technical, we're less than halfway until the night Santa comes to visit. So that's right. Um, you say it's all downhill from here. It is definitely not for me. <laughs> Have all the heat. <laughs> Which funny story you know, for you? Lobby's already got half their Christmas stuff up, and lots not. of the craft stores around here do too. So, guys, do your homework. Watch a Muppet Family Christmas. If you're like Julie and I and haven't seen it, it'll be great to hear what you think. So send us your your thoughts, your how you feel about the movie and where you think it should rank, and we'll share your thoughts in the podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Happy Leon Day. Bye.